Hi, welcome to the Knock and Go Out podcast. I'm Catch. I grew up at Knock and Go Out Farm and my family run the festival. The event takes place in South Scotland with traditional, contemporary, dance and roots music from across the world. The festival is scheduled from 16th to 19th of September 2021 and advanced tickets are available. There you go, in a traditional style. Summer time is near And the trees are sweetly blooming And the wild mountain time Grows around the blooming heather Will you go, lassie, go And we'll all go home together You're listening to Go Lassie by Mungo's Hi-Fi featuring Kian Finn. I ended our last episode talking to Simon Emerson of Afro-Celt Sound System. In this episode, I speak to Doug Payne from Mungo's Hi-Fi. Scotland's heavyweight, internationally renowned dub and reggae outfit Mungo's Hi-Fi Sound System have been coming to Nokengorek for 20 years and have evolved and grown alongside the festival and beyond, now in demand internationally throughout the year. They bring their entire rig to the festival, and it is a sound system through which all of our shielding stage acts go through. The first time Mungo's played marked a new direction for Nokengorich, the introduction of a dance tent. I asked Doug Payne to cast his mind back. There was just came a point where we were like, hey, we should get some, some sort of dance music, let's get some reggae in, and you were the obvious people to ask. I can try and time it... Um knowing what speakers we brought and thinking that the place that we originally played was by the river, not where the shielding tent is now. Um, so it's kind of behind where the main stage is. Uh, and I don't know if it was the first year, but a very early memory was some cobbled together army tents. There were like two or three just next to each other. I would guess 2001. It was exciting times and heady days. And, you know, we, we were really early into it. So that was, I mean, we, we were just really excited to get our speakers out and to play at an event like that. So we go back quite a long way. Um, and obviously Mongos have, have become a sort of a bit of a family fixture, really, as part of the festival it's become this kind of slightly sacred institution on a Sunday night. Um, it's kind of place of worship almost for people. Sunday's really nice because the crew get to let their hair down. Saturday is the night when everyone's slightly, everyone who's working is slightly stressed. But Sunday's the night where they everyone can relax and you kind of feel that letting go. Um, and... Yeah, I, I really like playing on the Sunday. We we as well. I mean, we we're open to change, um, but it, yeah, it is such an institution for us as well. As as is the festival, we get so many requests to play on that weekend, but none of us can face the idea of not being at Nokengorich. And apart from that, our families can't face the idea of us not all being at Nokengorich because it's the one festival that. We've all grown up. My my kids have literally grown up at the festival. They've been going there since they were in the womb, um, and um, yeah, it 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 feels like home. It 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 feels yeah, just part of part of who we are in a way. 
They love the silent disco. They found a really safe space, and obviously all the, all the daytime, the daytime stuff, and and in general about feeling safe. Um, there aren't really other festivals where, from such a young age, they would have just gone off wandering by themselves, uh, knowing that even if they got lost, someone would look out for them and help them. And it's small enough. It's it's a lovely size. It's small enough that you. Yeah, you, you don't get too lost or feel too disorientated. Have there been sort of particular discoveries or memorable moments? We, we buried our hamster up the hill one year. So our Pipkin, our hamster, we, they, they felt that was, um, that was a, fitting, a fitting monument to, to the hamster up in the forest. Yeah, so, so in that way, I, they feel it's a spiritual home. I've seen many festivals all over the world. Um, there's not many that keep going as long as Nock and Gorok has managed to do. That in itself is a, is a big achievement. Um, the fact that your family is, is so much at the heart of it um, is really nice because it's not a company it's a family, it's a family home. In that way, Glastonbury has has a similar sort of feel to it. It makes it much less of a commercial venture or just a bunch of young people getting together. You end up with that diversity of views that comes with a diversity of ages, which I think is really important. Yeah, the, the landscape, the fact it's so tucked away the size of it means that people come for the event more than to see an artist on the lineup. It's focused on the event and the people, as I've said, um, and and then the people that have been there know know what to expect, and it becomes much more of a word of mouth thing. It, you're much less likely to see an advert randomly. You're more likely to speak to someone who's been there. Um, so that adds to the, the organic uh, culture of it. Um, the, all of those personal connections. The site itself is amazing. The, the river running through it is so beautiful. The lack of Harris fencing the, the lack of a sense of, of authority figures because the people that are there have authority over themselves enough to be sensible enough um, to not need an authority figure. It's, it's truly beautiful, probably not unique, but very unusual. It seems that Mungo's has probably had quite um, an impact on the scene in Scotland and, and in Galloway in terms of inspiring people to start their own sound systems and do you, do you think that you have had a part to play in that? I think of sound system culture 
as that, as a culture. It's an, it's like an ecosystem. It's a large organism. But there've been sound systems in Scotland, obviously before, before us as well. But they were mostly rave sound systems, I guess. I suppose part of our influence may have been to to broaden that diversity and and not to just have techno sound systems. Knock and Gorok as well by combining that with traditional music, with roots music in its widest sense, um, to see those not as separate things, but as things that can combine and, and influence each other in a creative and original way. Um, so I hope we've been part of that. And, and I think other people seeing what we're doing, seeing how we've gone about it, where we've come from and where we've got to with it has shown them some of the things that they could do with it. So the other thing that's, that's interesting about about you and similar to Knock and Gorok is there's something in the Mongos where you are quite connected with your heritage or the history of the place where you're from. So obviously the name Mongos Hi-Fi comes from is it the patron, patron state of Glasgow, St. Mongos? Yes. I just love history in general. I particularly love the history of the Dark Ages. It's fascinating because we know so little facts about it and we have to really think deeply and try and put ourselves into the position of those people. So I'm fascinated by what made the Celtic people transmute their traditional beliefs and gods and become Christians to take on that world religion. Um, but also how much of their own traditions they actually kept on within that. People now, while we're very different and have very different circumstances, are probably so similar to the people, to those people that lived then. Um, yeah, all, all of that stuff fascinates me. And, and, and so Mungo comes within all of that as the guy that brought Christianity to Glasgow and, and made that a city in the seventh century. Why did you choose Dumbarton Rock as your label name? Because it's the old capital of um, of Altclude. Um, it's, it's funny because Dumbarton nowadays, I don't know, it's, it's quite out of the way. At one point, it was a major capital in this part of the world and uh, and would have taken in um, the land where Nokangorach is um, and, and a lot of the West Coast. So Dumbarton Rock, bringing that right up to the more recent times, at least, to, to the Caribbean connection and to think that all the boats that sailed from Glasgow would have passed the rock on their way. What are you working on now, then? Musical plans. Uh, we're working on a couple of albums, uh, one dub album, um, and another compilation with a variety of different uh, singers and MCs. Some um, we're working more with a few Jamaican 
artists uh, remotely, but I guess working with anyone is remote these days. Um, yeah, and for me, that's something I'm also really keen to do. I've never been to Jamaica. I've been playing reggae music for all these years and, and never made it to Jamaica. So I was going to ask you um, about your the track that you've kindly donated to the Knock and Grok album, Soma, um, in collaboration with, with Marina P. Maybe you could tell me a bit about that track and why the name Soma and and your work with Marina P, because she's been to the festival. Um, she was great. It was so great that she could come with her whole family um, and they could all experience it and, and they all loved it. They, they would love to come again, I think, um, if they can. Um, the track that we gave for the album, Soma, that is a Smashing Pumpkins tune originally. Well, it's a scar-ized version of the, the lyrics are all theirs. And the treatment that she and Tom have given it on the production um, is is really great. I think they've done a, a brilliant job of, of making something new that, that does the old justice. Yeah, it was it was interesting that you that you had chosen that track because my brother's dog who died at the beginning of this year was called Soma. No way. So it was a really nice connection um, that the Mongo's <laughs> track was called Soma. <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, now that, now that you mention it, yeah, I remember people running around the site shouting Soma because <laughs> she was always off somewhere. That's, that's really a strange bit of serendipity. Yeah.
Mongo's Hi-Fi, which you can find on the Nokengorok compilation album Sounds Like Nokengorok. My thanks go to Doug Payne, Dave House and Creative Scotland and all the artists featured in this episode, who you can find listed in the podcast text. Till next time.